0: Welcome to the Number 10 Podcast, where we talk about the biggest moments in Major League Soccer and U.S. Soccer. I'm your host, Logan Aiken. On today's episode of the Number 10 Podcast, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Usually when you think of soccer or football, you focus mainly on either the European game, South American stars, and if you're in the U.S., maybe CONCACAF rivals such as the American League, Liga MX, and the Canadian teams. However, there is a sleeping giant in world football and that is the Asian market, particularly in India. Today I am joined by Prockett Reddy. Prockett is a professional in world football. He earned his master's degree in Belgium in football management. He has worked for the European Football for Development Network and as a consultant for Stoke City Football Club. Currently, Prockett works for the bridge. A media company that is focusing on telling the stories of Indian athletes by generating content to help the people follow their sports more consistently. Prakat shares with me his journey, a little bit of his perspective on Indian football and where he sees it co- going in the next 10 to 20 years. And now for my interview with Prakat Reddy. I am now joined by Prakat Reddy. Um, how are you doing, Prakat? Yeah, uh, hey Logan. Uh, nice to
1: uh, see you today. And I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's been, I think, quite uh, a tough year or not, not a unique year rather. Uh, and um, I hope you're doing okay as well. And I hope uh, the situation out um, in the U.S. is also normal when it comes to coronavirus, or so it's a little better as to where you're staying right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty hectic here, but you know. I think it's just a matter of managing it, like every person just handling it in their own way and just like helping the collective good.
1: Yeah, yeah sure, sure. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, it's getting tough uh, here as well because uh, there's there's well, there's chances that there might be a second wave coming, mm-hmm. like it is in Europe as well. Uh, and um, there, I mean, I don't know. I just hope for the I mean, I just hope for the best that uh, this uh, can go away and uh, we can go back to normalcy. Also, when it comes to sport and crowds, and everybody can just, uh, we can just go back to normal life, really, just looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I read this morning that uh, y- the Premier League's looking to have fans back in their stadium soon, which is which is good, but it's also a little nerve-wracking, because, I mean, the U.S. has allowed some fans during their some of their MLS games, and it's worked out well in some places, not as well in others, and, you know, it's just a matter of how you handle it.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly, and also uh, they just released uh, the tire, tire, uh, the tire cities. So they are, they're allowing fans based upon tires in the UK. So it's uh, they just released. They've told that Manchester and Liverpool uh, belong to tire three. So the fans are still not allowed to come onto the stadiums in those big clubs. So yeah, I mean, I really don't know when it'll get back to normal. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's been pretty bizarre this year.
0: Well, I would love to just like start off and just hear a little, share a little bit about your journey. You shared some with me, just how you got into the game of soccer or in your terms, football, just like share about like how you got involved and just your different experiences throughout the game.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So uh, basically, uh, uh, I was doing my bachelor's and I was in my last year of my bachelor's uh, and um, yeah, then I had to take a next career move. I didn't know what to do next. Like every every teenager at that point, I didn't know as to uh, which career path would I would should I take or where should I go? Should I do a master? Uh, like uh, in India, especially uh, when you're born in in, in India, uh, it's it's very common to uh, that your family or your your peers around you or your family wants you to become a doctor or become businessman or become an engineer. So because they want you to take the normal path and they just want you to go on the normal way and, um, and just make sure that you have a good career and livelihood and that. So uh, it's very common in India that your parents want you to uh, become one of those. But I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to have very supportive parents. And uh, yeah, I just decided that I wanted to why not try uh, looking at sport and maybe even look at football because I I never knew at that point that uh, there would be a course in specific uh, to football also. Uh, But um, I just wanted to have a look um, as to, okay, why not uh, try and get involved in something you actually like and you actually have some knowledge of and where you actually feel that you can contribute rather than uh, where you wake up every day in the morning and say like, ah, shit, I need to go to work again. Uh, Than that. So uh, uh, then I just Googled as to uh, uh, I did a bit of, bit of research and googled as to if I could find any football courses in Europe or any courses in sports in Europe and then I found a couple of good ones um, and I did my research and then uh, I applied to one of them, the one being in Brussels, it's, it's called uh, the International Football Business Institute and uh, uh, it's uh, completely in uh, Uh, So basically it's a football management course and uh, uh, and, uh, at that point I was very ecstatic and obviously stoked that uh, okay I found something of this niche and uh, found something which I really like so why not try and apply for it and then uh, sooner rather than later I got into it already before I even graduated my bachelor's so then I think my career path was pretty set then I was like okay I'm committed to doing this course let's see as to uh, let's take it step by step. And then I graduated from my bachelor's in uh, July 2018. Um, and uh, in September, I was already off to Belgium. So it was a great, a hectic couple of months. But then once I got all the paperwork and the, and the visa sorted, then I was off to Belgium to do my master in football business management. And then... Uh, Oh, uh, i had a great uh, year i had a great year because it's not a normal student year where you go to class every day and you meet your normal set of you you meet your teachers etc because every day is a new teacher every day is a new lecturer for us because um, every day you get somebody who's already working in the industry and is already part uh, of a club or an organization or a federation coming to you and lecturing you basically on what they do what the club does and what his position is basically what his role is in the club or, or whatever organization he or she is part of and uh, um, they uh, then they introduce they, they tell you the the good part is they also tell you us to their career path how they were how they were when they were your age or how how did they get into the industry of football and how did they obviously grow in the industry and then they share personal insights and and it's a great uh, opportunity and a great chance to network yourself there, and uh, um, uh, you get a good network in the industry. So I was pretty fortunate enough to have gotten a network of people working in about more than a hundred clubs and about federations like the UEFA, FIFA, the FIFPRO Pro, and uh, um, and other big organizations. And then from clubs, we had all big uh, we had big clubs like Ajax and. Uh, Uh, Manchester United, Liverpool, uh, people from working from these clubs coming over to lecturers and uh, it it covered everything basically from football commercials to football accounting to football communications to fan my fan engagement and uh, every week would be uh, a different subject and uh, a lecturer in regard to that subject or a lecturer in regard to that stream would come over and lecture us and uh, it would be great fun, and you, you you'd you'd learn so much more knowledge as to how the sport industry and uh, the football industry, in more specific, uh, would work um, in comparison to the normal world and normal companies rather, or the corporate sector rather. So, uh, it was unbelievable, and uh, had a great uh, had a great year and learned quite a lot. And then after that, I was fortunate enough to. Uh, uh, have gotten my internship um, uh, in the Netherlands, so basically I never never worked before that. I did volunteering uh, works in in Egypt and Russia before uh, during my bachelor's, but then I never actually properly worked for any company, so I had zero work experience. So I was pretty nervous as to I I, I wanted to of course uh, uh, kickstart my career in sports. That would be a good thing that uh, your first ever work experience is already in sport and uh, you're not changing any industries. Uh, but it's not affecting any CV rather so I was pretty fortunate enough to have gotten an internship from uh, the European football development network which is a CSR company based out of the Netherlands in Breda and uh, they are uh, one of the leading or they want to be one of the leading CSR companies in football and uh, uh, they have they' partnered to over uh, seventy to eighty football club foundations over Europe and uh, uh, here the foundations uh, is the foundation is important because uh, uh, the, because obviously every club in, or every European club has a great structure and they have their own foundation which takes care of the community work and which takes care of all the CSR work of the club and in regards to the city and all their fans and all the people in the city etc. So I was the project and communication intern officer there. So I had a good experience again uh, for about 4-5 to five months and uh, uh, during my experience I had a great chance to go over to Barcelona And host our CSR and football conference as well, uh, where I could uh, meet about people who are working uh, in about uh, more than 100 uh, football club foundations. And it was another unbelievable chance to network. There were people from all over Europe, like when it comes from be it Inter to Barcelona to clubs from even Belgium like uh, OPA and uh, uh, OH Leuven. And uh, there were clubs from all over Europe and uh, be it big or small and all, all of them there obviously to uh to make sure that uh they they we had a good conference and then we uh, was yeah it was also on a personal front great chance to network and uh had an unbelievable time and uh uh yeah unfortunately the once i was quite done with my internship uh i also finished my student visa so i had to come over to india and then the COVID coronavirus happened which was uh in back in february 2020 so then uh, yeah, I, I didn't know what to do uh, then so then I just realized that I'd rather not waste time and uh, I'd look for opportunities in India and I'd look for opportunities uh, uh, here uh, and try and build my CV and profile and gain a network in India as well and work, work exp- and work your way through. So I'm right now uh, for the past 11 months I'm working for a sport media company called The Bridge. And uh, basically we cover all Olympic sports. We are the only digital media company in India to cover all Olympic sports. As you know, the Indian market uh, is very com- It's uh, Cricket is a huge uh, sport here and every, literally every sport agency cover cricket. So our USP or the niche of our company is that we don't cover cricket. Uh, directly we cover women's cricket but not men's cricket because everybody covers men's cricket so there's no there's no usp in us if we also covered men's cricket so and also cricket is not an olympic sport as yet it's getting there but it's not an olympic sport as yet so we don't cover cricket and but we cover every other olympic sport when it comes to india so we were very i was very much looking forward to at that time being uh uh, the intern and also uh, also at that time the olympics was also around the corner in june and july which is uh, of this year and that was obviously our marquee event uh, because we, we literally are based for the olympics so we were all looking forward to it but then unfortunately even the olympics had to get postponed the next year so um then yeah i was we were all pretty chuffed. we were all pretty down uh because that happened and we were all so we were we were pretty uh, but we, but we also did get bogged down, and then uh, um, we, as a company, started covering more into fitness angles and more esports also, because esports is another booming market uh, currently, and uh, it's everywhere around the world. So uh, we had to change a little bit of our business model. But then we're also hopefully looking forward to the Olympics next year. Uh, if uh, fingers crossed it should be uh, happening, and um, it should be a great event. And then probably let's see as to how things go. So. Uh, I'm right now the client servicing manager. I also got a full-time opportunity five months ago, so I'm right now uh, doing client servicing for the bridge. So uh, yeah, that's basically my niche and uh, my profile when it comes to sports and my qualifications, rather, or what I did over the last two and a half years. And uh, it's been great. Uh, obviously, it could uh, have been. I mean, it could have been better. having, I mean, because for for the for the last seven to eight months, I've only been working from home. Uh, I wish I had the chance to obviously go to office and keep working, but then unfortunately, that's not happening for the moment. So uh, let's see sooner rather than later, we can beat the bubble and we can all come back to the environment we all love to and uh, work together. And um, yeah, that'd be the goal ideally. So uh, yeah, and that's, that's basically my qualifications. And uh, also during my year, my student year, I. I forgot to mention i also did a project with stoke city uh, which was based on fundraising for the community and uh, i had a great time there as well because i i got i was i got very close to the club because that was basically like a something which uh i was in touch with the community manager and also the commercial head there and uh they were very welcoming and i also had the great i also had the privilege to fly over to the UK and uh, go over to Stoke City and present my personal project to them and share a few ideas as to how they can, uh, how I can, how I can help them increase their funds for the community or help in fundraising and then post that. Uh, um, they were very welcoming and uh, they showed me all over the club's activities and how basically a football club functions uh, there and they showed me every every uh, every area around and. Uh, it was, yeah, a great experience. That, that's also, I think, uh, when it comes to my career, uh, a cool experience.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, I think going off of that, you have experience in both Europe. So you worked in Belgium, the Netherlands. You did a project with Stoke City in the UK. Yeah. And now you're back in India working for an organization that's trying to grow football along with other sports within yeah. the country. So what is one of the big differences that you've seen between European and Indian football, the coverage, the style of play, how have you seen them be different and how are they similar?
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, like every, of course, everybody knows that uh, European football, when it comes to aviation market is of course, uh, a way ahead uh, when it comes to, let, let's say money being put in and also let's even viewership and also revenue streams, et cetera. Uh, of course, and also the history and tradition except, uh, is obviously more than Indian football uh, when it comes to European football. But then, uh, uh, Indian football is getting there. It's not like we don't have any tradition. We've, India football has been a part of uh, uh, India for about more than 100 years now. It's just that um, it's, it's, it's growing slowly because uh, uh, it was growing slowly initially because, focus, because our national game what is actually hockey, and not not even cricket. So we were really good. In, we are really good in hockey, and uh, uh, then in the 90s, in the late 1990s, and the early 2000s, then the then cricket took over, and then uh, it's now. It, then completely dominates the market for the moment. But then uh, okay, football's not way behind because uh, uh, at least in the last decade or so, there's been consistent growth in India uh, with uh, the league structure getting a, uh, a better formation. There's more money being pumped in from various other uh, companies and the big companies in India, which is one of the biggest companies, is the IMG Reliance in India, and they invested. Uh, they started their own league called the Indian Super League, which is now recognized officially. As a proper league by uh, the World League Forum as well, and uh, 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 the, yeah, so that the the main the the main difference when I which I saw in European and Indian football is that uh, of course the European market is way ahead when it comes to attracting players as well, player valuation, salary, etc. If India, if in India you want to get better players or if you want to get players of that stature, obviously there's more money which needs to come in and also the club. There needs to be a good club structure around. Uh, but I um, mean, uh, yeah. But ideally, I would like to also uh, also I would like to let you know that India is not that far behind when it comes to uh, when it comes to the growth of the game. Because, uh, like I said, we have a proper league now, and um, we have uh, good. Uh, we've had players like Alessandro Del Piero and a few other good legends come over, play football, and uh, improve uh, improve the the structure a bit. And also the main thing here is that the youth players learn quite a lot when they uh, mingle with the experienced players. So it's going to slowly get there. It's going to slowly get there. But then it's going to take another, uh, I'd say we're, we're the sleeping giant and we're just about to wake up and uh, it's going to take about another, let's say, I'd, I'd say another decade or so for it to get to a top level. And of course, it's every Indian's dream to see uh, India play in a world Cup in a football world Cup that's literally every Indian football fans team and everybody wants us to play in the football world cup and also even FIFA I think would would want us to play in the football World cup purely because of the amount of money they can get in uh us, we're a huge country and we're about one billion people and uh, uh, uh it's 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 incredible that uh uh, it's of course not. It's, it's impossible that uh, one billion people cannot produce eleven quality football players. It's just that the uh, eleven quality football players need a proper platform to explain, express themselves, and there also needs to be proper media coverage as to how the cricketers get. Um, let's say, for example, in India, uh, for the sport to grow. So it's definitely growing. There is more. Uh, um, there's a great structure when it comes to grassroots and a lot of other sports organizations also are contributing to the growth of the game in India and uh, um, sooner rather than later I and mean, very soon it's also a lot of people are expect are expecting that in about 20 to 30 years it's going to be the Asian market which will take over the world. Asian market where I've been mean is China and India mainly because those two are the bigger countries in, in Asia and uh, everybody is predicting and expecting that uh, in the next two to three decades that uh, um, we might even be the leading, uh, leading uh, front-runner when it comes to leagues or when it comes to att- attracting players at that moment. And uh, um, you can see definitely a shift of balance from, uh, let's say, European viewership only solely to uh, um, them att- being uh, attracted to the Indian uh, viewership as well. So, for example, also when it comes to Indian football fans, they obviously everybody has a European club, they support and love and they admire and they watch with passion, but they cannot connect as much to the Indian clubs purely because they feel that the quality of the gear, the quality is not as great when it comes compared to Europe. But then, of course, we, you can't compare both the leagues because, like I said, one is only one is growing and one is already a developed market already. So, you can't let's say compare uh, Liverpool to uh, Mohan Bagan when, or you can't compare the Champions League to the AFC Champions League, which is the Asian version of the uh, Champions League uh, when it comes to quality, but then, um, like I said, it's it's growing, it's growing definitely slowly and uh, hopefully in the next, yeah, I mean, in the next decade or so or even or in the next, uh, in the 2028, World well, in the 2028, uh, no, 2026 World Cup actually. Um, with that, with FIFA trying to improve the number of teams to 48, I think that, should give India uh, and also China or uh, the Asian teams more opportunities to qualify for the World Cup, for the marquee event, because now it's only a 32-team World Cup. But with that World Cup being played uh, across in the US, Canada and Mexico, and that, that being a 48, uh, that mostly being a 48-country uh, World Cup, uh, you can expect, hopefully, one of the bigger countries in Asia to make it. So everybody's targeting the 2026 World Cup, ideally for uh, India to qualify, and that's the plan. 2026 or 20, 2030, India hopefully should play in the FIFA World Cup.
0: Yeah, Awesome. Um, I think one thing that it's very similar is just the quality of play in India, in the United States, it's not at the level of Europe yet, but that doesn't mean that there's nothing there. Like, I think in the United States, at least, we've started to see players emerge from the MLS in Go into the, go into Europe to play. Whether it's in the Bundesliga, um, the Premier League, Syria. We're even starting to see players go into a La Liga. But I think part of that is just having that European influence start to come into American soccer. So for example, NYCFC is part of City Football Group, which owns Manchester City, and like obviously Red Bull. We have we have a Red Bulls team here as well, and like FC Dallas has an um, influence with Bayern Munich. So how have you seen European clubs, and I know we've talked about this before, how have you seen European football clubs become involved in Indian football and get that influence? Because like you already said, there's such a big market in India. There's so many people that if they can start to get that influence, they're going to get those eyes and then those dollars that can help grow their clubs internationally even more.
1: Exactly, you know, it's a good point you mentioned that as well because the uh, city football group already also invested in a Indian club uh, called Mumbai City FC. So, uh, uh, there have been huge investments in the last couple of years from European clubs to come into the Indian market. One, because uh, one, one which is good for the Indian clubs because they can use, uh, because the partnership is generally a, a grassroots development uh, partnership where uh, let's say for another example being Hyderabad FC, which is... My local club from so I'm from Hyderabad and my city's club is Hyderabad FC. And uh, this season we've partnered with uh, Borussia Dortmund and Marbella. Marbella is the second league, second division club in Spain, and Borussia Dortmund, of course, the Bundesliga club in Germany. So uh, we partnered with Dortmund, and the partnership strategy is basically that. Uh, um, Uh, We can we can get uh, so the Borussia Dortmund scouts or Borussia Dortmund technical directors are going to come over. So right now the league, the Indian league, has just started last week. Last Friday, the, the league just started, the, the yeah, seventh season of the Indian Super League has uh, kicked off last Friday. So, it's the first week now. So, uh, hopefully when the bubble gets a bit better in, in about a month, month and a half or so, I don't know. But uh, when there's going to be a Borussia Dortmund technical directors are going to fly over to India. And they, they're going to watch, of course, the, the games of Hyderabad FC. And then they'll probably select uh, a few Indian youngsters who have impressed them the most take them over to Germany, help them train with the facilities there in Dortmund with the great uh, youth system they have and, and then that, that's a win-win because of course then you're developing the players here and then you're, you're, you're developing, you're increasing uh, an ecosystem here by partnering and also the, it's good for the European club because then they're tapping into the Indian market which I think every club in Europe wants to do. They're looking at an opportunity to get into the Indian market desperately because of uh, the return on investment uh, for them. So uh, Borussia Dortmund, of course, now they want to be more recognized in Hyderabad as a city, and they want uh, now, for example, since because of this partnership, people in Hyderabad will obviously recognize. Uh, for another club called Borussia Dortmund, those who may not even know of that of a club of Borussia Dortmund, for example, will now be aware of that club, and then they'll, fo- they'll follow their league, they'll follow the Bundesliga, they'll follow their games, of course, and. Uh, uh, then it's obviously a win-win for both, that here you're getting to use uh, uh, the youth structure and you're improving the youth structure in India and you're improving the game structure in India where, and also you're getting a good return on investment with the viewership, with co-sponsoring etc. So, uh, a lot of European markets are uh, tapping in, like I said, also City Football Group, which has a great vision, I believe, uh, uh, when it comes to football. Uh, they want to ideally own uh, every uh, one club in every country. Uh, the thing that's their vision. Uh, so in India, they they basically own now. Uh, they have a share in Mumbai City FC, and, uh, and the partnership again there is very similar as as as, as it is with Hyderabad FC and Borussia uh, Dortmund, and uh, uh, it's basically good for the grassroots development of the game. And uh, not only that, they also what also the partnership does is that before the season starts, uh, when it's pre-season. Uh, Mumbai City FC can also fly over to Manchester City, for example, or Girona, or one of the, say, uh, uh, one of the City Football Group-owned clubs, and use their training facilities, and do a warm-weather training pre-season, get into the groove before the season kicks off, and use their facilities, and of course, do some activities there. In that market, And that way, the Indian club is also growing their stature. For example, they can, if they go to Girona, then, and they play a game, let's say, against FC Girona FC, which is a, a club in Spain. Then they're also getting recognition from the obviously very well-known European market there. And then people are obviously going to know that, okay, uh, they are now partnered with our own hometown club. So, let's follow their club, let's follow their, their league, etc. So, uh, it's, it's great, it's great, of course. And another uh, recent development was between uh, FC Goa and RB Leipzig. So, Red Bull also invested in India, like you said. And now they partnered with another club called go FC. So um, you can see a lot of distinct investments by European clubs into the Indian market, and it's only going to increase over and over again, uh, uh, year by year, I believe. And uh, uh, that's also that's great for both the club. For vice versa, that's also great for them. And also, it's good for India because uh, we're able to use world-class facilities, and we're able to. Uh, improve our game. We are able to send over our players to their uh, their country, make them train there, and uh, that's only going to improve the skill set of the players. So, uh, and with that also comes more money, which is being pumped in. So it's all a great relation. So I think well, um, it's 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 good and. Um, uh, it's unbelievable, and uh, I really hope that uh, more and more. And, and I mean, I'm, I know for a fact that every club, also like I said, is looking for an opportunity to invest. And as soon as they 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 see the opportunity, uh, the potential in that club, then they're going to invest. So it's great. It's a, it's, it's great news for Indian fans. And let's hope that uh, this can keep going. This can keep uh, increasing only. And another example is that uh, uh, we uh, so. Um, one of our strikers from the women's team has now signed, so she became uh, the first ever striker uh, to play for uh, Rangers FC. So uh, She became the first ever Indian woman to go and play for a European club. So Indian players are not generally known to be signed for a big European top club. So when a club like uh, Rangers, the women's team uh, signs an Indian player, obviously that's again a great uh, uh, way to tap into the market. Um, and. Uh, with the men's, it's a little difficult to sign a men's player over to a European club purely because of the country coefficient and also because of the league structure uh, has to match the level of the league structure, let's say of the Premier League. So the Premier League ideally wants international transfers to come from a league which is basically B level or a uh, C level, but then India's league is is like I think D for the moment. So uh, it can only once it once the league also gets better. Results at better, uh, better quality. Then you can you can obviously see more, uh, more and more. Uh, it, the, the day won't be far where you'll see a top European club, let's say, sign a a talented Indian rookie, and uh, and then that's another great way of tapping into the market. So uh, that's it's all in all a great win-win-win-win situation, and let's hope that it only keeps growing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that one thing that. I've seen, at least in the U S and I'm sure that once it starts happening in Europe, it's just once one player comes over to Europe and proves their success, um, then other clubs are going to start to see, okay, maybe there's a market for an Indian football player to come over here. So I'll use the example of Weston McKinney. So he was, he became the first American this week to start for an Italian team in champions league. And I mean, he's not like he's not the star of Juventus in any way, but he he's going over there and he's holding his own and he's 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 doing a good job there. He's 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 not at the top level for that team yet, but he's 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 showing promise. And I think with that, then other Italian clubs in Juventus also are starting to think about okay, maybe there's a market for more Americans to come over to Italy and play soccer. So. For example, there was um, rumors that Brian Reynolds, who's one of the outside backs for FC Dallas, is getting looks at from Juventus. So it's just once you get one over there and start finding success, then there more people are likely to, to come over. And like it just yeah. continues to build and grow. And also one thing that you mentioned was just even getting eyes on different games. So for example, you talk about the the woman who's playing for Rangers. I'm sure. How, how are people like responding to that? Are there a lot of fans that are following Rangers more because there's an Indian there's Indian representation on their roster? Do you see that happening?
1: Uh, so that's that's another thing. So it depends again on the league uh, here because, uh, uh, of, of course, the Scottish Premier League uh, is not has doesn't have a, a proper. Uh, doesn't have a broadcaster. I mean, the 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 men's team just got a broadcasting deal on a, on what's on the main Indian channel, which is the Star Sports Network. And mm-hmm. this season, I think uh, they, they started telecasting the Scottish Premier League. But then, of course, the women's uh, games are not telecasted in India. Okay. Unfortunately, is uh, is uh, yeah, it's it's not that great because then you can't attract that much that much crowd. Uh, let's say uh, when it comes to. Uh, well, for example, if you can't attract that many people to watch the game, so that's unfortunately not happened. But then, if, if of course that happens, the fact that uh, the games are being telecasted in India, uh, that's also due to the fact that I think the women's game also in Scotland is isn't that uh, that telecasted also. I do I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure, but I don't think the SPFL is uh, the Scottish Premier League is the women's. The women's games rather are telecasted in Scotland as big as, let's say, the men's game or the Premier League, etc. So, uh, unfortunately, the the games are not telecasted in India for us to watch her play. But then, uh, if of course they are telecasted in some way or the other, then you will definitely know for a fact that the viewership will only increase. So, uh, that's one of the rare, one of the examples which you can't do much because uh, it's from a league which is not. From the top five European leagues, mm-hmm. also for you to attract more audience. So uh, the Scottish, also you um, you can, can see, for example, Celtic and Rangers are two historic European clubs, but then they're not widely supported in India when it com- when you compare that to the support of a Liverpool or a, or a United. So uh, unfortunately, that's not the case.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense. I mean. it's hard because it's just there's so much like I see it in the United States there's so many leagues that you can only follow so many and I think people tend to gravitate towards the big five leagues just because of how it just because of broadcast deals and other and like other factors like that's the top level so if you, you can't follow every single league in the world it's just impossible um wrapping up our conversation I would just love to end it with just, what's one thing that Americans should know about Indian football going forward? Like, what should they be looking for? What should they be looking out for?
1: Uh, For an American, um, basically, is that uh, you can definitely expect that uh, uh, you can definitely, because I think the MLS is also in a similar area or situation when it comes to the Asian leagues, I mean, it's obviously more known and more grown than the Asian market, but then MLS is also not, not the, not a league where uh, everybody would watch. Let's say an L.A. An LA game. For example, if, if because Zlatan and Ibrahimovic signed for LA Galaxy, that's when you watch the games. But then if if now that is gone, nobody's watching the Galaxy games anymore. I think so. Uh, it's the fact that uh, uh, big international recruitments help uh, when it comes to uh, tapping in more markets and uh, uh, the MLS and. Uh, the Indian league and also the Asian leagues, all over in Asia, also are at this are at a similar area where they're growing and they're what they want to get ahead of each other, and it's just the fact that for the moment that. Uh, yeah, the more uh, amount of money invested in, in the Indian league, uh, the better it is for I think also football because it's also can be vice versa that uh, let's say I'm, I mean, I don't even know but uh, hopefully in the future you can also expect uh, a US rookie coming over all the way across to India and signing uh, for an Indian club and playing for an Indian team. So that would obviously be around the that would be great. But then to tap into both the markets, but uh, uh, it's gonna take a while but uh, it's uh, like i said getting there and probably uh, it wouldn't be that big of a uh, uh this uh, it, it wouldn't be that bad if uh, a proper uh, u.s investor comes in and invests in an indian club uh, uh, to further grow the uh, the surroundings and ecosystem there for example if ivan uh, gazidis can come over and uh, uh, probably invest in an Indian team like he does in Arsenal or probably, if, let's say a Hollywood actor can come over and if he sees a potential market there or I don't know, one of the base, one of the basketball players like uh, like uh, Kobe Bryant could come over and, uh, uh, and invest uh, in, I don't know, the, the the football scenario then you can obviously see then the, uh, then the tapping of the markets and, and now I think it's also more than that, it's gone over to even, it being partnered for clothing wear for example when PSG is now partnered with Air Jordan and it's obviously a very well known partnership uh, because of the style and because of the persona there so uh, even a style brand can come over and partner into the Indian market and then that will obviously improve the ecosystem both the ways so uh, I believe that um, the, the Indian league is only going to grow and only going to grow at a rapid pace and hopefully like you never know uh, in a decade or so, you can see India play a game hopefully against the US in the World Cup, and that'll be incredible. Why not? And in uh, uh, and, and in more than two or three decades, also, China is also looking at hosting the FIFA World Cup. They're, ideally, I think their target is by 2040 or to, by 2050. China is looking to host a proper World Cup in, in China and also uh, make sure that you, they get a proper footballing ecosystem and a proper season. And, there's a good culture of football uh, around. So I think that's also very similar to India and uh, it's it's growing, there's a lot more structure in the game now and uh, it's gonna be great for uh, the lower leagues now because I believe that uh, uh, the Asian market is is now the future in the next 10-20 years and it's only going to improve. So hopefully you can see more investments like I said. and. Uh, why not? In 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 the next 10-20 years, we can see more games being played internationally, also between the US and India. And uh, uh, hopefully in the hopefully soon, you can see uh, uh, the Indian team lift also the World Cup in about 40 to 50 years. That's of course that's also yeah, probably a target too unrealistic, probably for now. But then you that's the same thing which happened with Belgium as well. So Belgium were were in the greatest of uh, national teams. When it comes, when it came for about uh, before 20 to 30 years, they were not, uh, no, they were not as great as they are now. But then they got a great golden generation from the last 10, 15 years, and they've now been dominating international soccer for the past uh, uh, for the past six, seven years. And now they're they've they've been countries. They've now been ranked number one for a record period of time. So uh, if a small country like Belgium, with a population of 13 million, can do it, why not? India with the population of one billion. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to get there for sure. And I think now is the time for countries like US, India, China to, uh, to step up their game and uh, step up their international game as well when it comes to. And, and, then, yeah, and then hopefully soon you can see all of us play in a World Cup together.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate this conversation.
1: Thank you so much uh, for uh, inviting me, Logan, and I really appreciate you as well. I wish you the very best for uh, your podcast, and uh, it's been—it's—I um, I went through a couple of the previous podcasts, so it's—it's—I I believe that uh, you're doing a great job, and you're trying—you're you're, tapping—you are also tapping into different markets, and uh, you're making sure that uh, your podcast increases and uh, it gets viewership, and you're also providing knowledge to. Uh, the viewers listening so great job on yourself as well and uh, keep going
0: thank you again to Procket Ready for joining me on the number 10 podcast and thank you for listening please make sure you like subscribe rate review and share with your friends Till next time